Welcome to the Life Cycle Lady Podcast, the place to be to talk about all that we wonder, whisper, and wish we knew about our bodies, hormones, and life cycle changes. In this space, I offer vulnerability, wisdom, connection, and helpful transformational mind-body-spirit tools. Please join me as I take the stigma out, stop the whisper, and speak out loud about life cycle phases from puberty to menopause. Welcome to episode eight, everyone. Um, In this episode, I am going to speak on the whispers that I hear around wholeness and really balance in people's lives. And so this, of course, can translate into, obviously, into hormones and into so many different areas of women's lives. I actually am doing something new for this podcast. I'm trying something adventurous. I normally have, I don't have a script ever for the podcast, but I have a little brief outline just to remind myself of points to talk about. And in my morning meditation this morning, I was given, I was feeling very, I'm feeling very messy inside at the moment. Um, peaceful and messy, which is very interesting feelings inside. So I was given the message from my intuition or whatever that speaks to me that I should go with the flow and just speak to you all about this idea of wholeness without scripting, without um, thinking, without thinking, I should say. that's what I'm doing. So hopefully you'll join me on this ride um, as I just kind of spout out what's in my heart today because I feel very, um, feeling very heart connected and therefore often very messy. So in my morning meditation, I actually started by my body just started convulsively crying. There was no thoughts associated with them just really started convulsing and feeling whatever feeling was come up. Still don't really know, have any thoughts or words to associate with that. So my eyes started crying. And then there was just like a continual release and letting go. And so I thought maybe starting this conversation around feeling whole, maybe we could take some deep breaths together and let whatever is going on, even if you're listening to me as you're doing the dishes or driving in your cars or wherever you're at and you're listening to me, just really kind of coming into that heart space together to explore this conversation that's been in my heart and I guess on my mind as well. So if you just wanna take three deep breaths in and out and if you're in a place where you can stop and close your eyes allowing that to happen with your breath in and out and if you're driving the car obviously just keep on driving and find some connection to your breath so What's on my mind when I'm talking about feeling wholeness is for years, 
I have, for years, I struggled with this idea of balance. So when I was kind of at my peak breakdown moment or years, um, I really thought, all right, well, I'm going to get into the self-care thing and I'm going to be balanced and I'm going to schedule everything out. And um, it was basically doing more of the same of what I had already been doing to get myself. But like I was trying to do the same things, the same patterns to get myself out of it, which doesn't really work, right? Um, which is why I think that coaches and people help because they can see our patterns and they can see what we're doing and they can point it out to us. I happen to have an amazing partner who also can do the same things and is very helpful in that way. So when I had this idea of balance, which is something that I hear a lot, women say, I strive for balance, I strive for balance. And what I have found is that balance is bullshit. <laughs> balance to me, when I had the image of my meditation, balance was like a straight line, right? Like a balancing beam. And my life isn't very straight line. My life is very circular. And in that circul circular space, sometimes there's a, a lot of chaos in that circular space. And sometimes there's areas, if you were with me on one of my recent podcasts, as I talked about the season changes and I do this circular web of life, um, and I talk, I like focus on the areas of my life, there's different areas of life to focus on. And so chaos ensues when I focus on all of the areas of life at once. And when I focus on some areas of life, it might seem really out of balance in other areas of life. And so that to me causes a lot of feelings of more feelings of stress, more feelings of um, overwhelm, more feelings of disconnection than when I make a commitment to living my life in the certain areas that I am focusing on and I align my life with those certain areas that I'm focusing on and then I feel whole. And within that wholeness, there is really no, there's no, when I'm really focusing on those and coming back to those areas of focus that I have, like I'm staring right now at my, I call it fall gathering. So my fall focuses are friends, community, my house, and my health. Those are what I'm focusing on and health would also actually, I have a lot of things on there, my family's health. Um, and so those look very different than my summer, very different than what I was focusing on over the summer, right? And so when I really just focus on those things and let all the 5,000 gazillion majillion things that can come in the fall, fall away, um, I feel whole. And if I focus on all the areas of my life that I love, right? If I focus on, um, I don't know, my business and I focus on, I'm not seeing my full picture over there at the moment. And my, because I just did a meditation, I'm not really in the thought, but I have like 12 areas of life that I tend to focus on. If I focused on all 12 of them and try to create balance on this linear line, it doesn't work for me. I feel very 
out of balance and very overwhelmed. But when I focus on those few things, I feel very whole and my body feels really healthy and my mind feels really healthy and my spirit feels really healthy. And in that healthy wholeness, there is still messiness, right? I felt very, I feel very messy right now. Something is bubbling under my surface and I don't know what that is. But I wouldn't say I'm not whole. So wholeness to me, and one thing that I think that we've disconnected from as a society as we rightfully so focus on mental health and the issues that we have on this mental health, one of the things that that is not always a part of the conversation of mental health is how messy we all feel and how maybe normal that is and how that is a conversation between the wholeness of ourselves and cues of the wholeness of ourselves to really have a conversation with what's in our life and what's going on in our life and what's going on inside of us, right? We have conversations about mental health and we often focus on hormones and we often focus on medications we focus on destigmatization. Is that actually a word? I think that's a word. <laughs> I'm going with it. We focus on, uh, we often, just in women's lives in general, we blame it on our hormones. Oh, I'm just hormonal. Oh, I'm irrational. My emotions are irrational right now. Oh, the stress I'm feeling in my shoulders. That's just where I hold my stress. Right? But we don't use those often as conversations to talk with our bodies, minds, and spirits. And to help that conversation help us feel whole. I hope what I'm saying is getting across. Because I'm, yeah, I'm not grasping for the words, but I'm, again, just in a different state. <coughs> So what I'm what I'm trying to get at here is that okay so a few weeks ago I was at a I held a retreat with dear friends and at one point someone said why do we always talk about this mind body spirit connection it's like as if we're ever not disconnected as if our mind is not connected to our body is not connected to our spirit right and so at the time, I think we were all feeling very connected, mind, body, spirit connected. And so I really sat with that conversation for the last several weeks about, is it possible to be disconnected? I feel quite connected. Like we are always in reality connected, right? Like we are of this body, mind, and spirit. Like we cannot ever get away from it. So what I think happens is that we don't listen. We don't know the language of our body. And we don't listen to it. We don't have a conversation with our body. We blame our body. It has this ache and that pain and this headache and that thing. But we don't listen to what it's trying to tell us. We might blame it on hormones. I have a perimenopausal headaches at the moment right before my cycle. And for many women, I think we would blame it on the hormones and take some pills and move on. Um, 
and then it probably will get worse. And there's like an underlying thing that that is trying to tell me about my body. So last month I really listened and did all the things I needed to do to make that a priority to fill myself up and I didn't get the headache. My cycle was very different. I basically took my own damn advice and put myself first again and it shifted, right? And for me, it shifted really fast because I wasn't that, um, I've, cause I listened most of the time. I just hadn't listened. The summer kind of took my breath away a little bit. I forgot to breathe a little bit this summer. Um, it was the first summer I'd been really actually working. I normally take summers off to be with my children. And I wasn't willing to do that this year. I'm of an age where I really want to be doing my own thing. And they're of an age where I can do my own thing more. So I think I tried to do it all. And that never works. <laughs> if I haven't learned that and been hit over the head 50,000 times, it doesn't work. Um, so yes, there is hormonal implications of my headaches, right? But but. I can shift that hormonal implication by taking care of myself. And that I think we don't, we don't listen to that. We don't listen to the aches in our necks and cricks in our necks. And like, what does that actually mean for our life? We don't listen to our mind chatter that's like constantly berating us sometimes. Or we listen to it too much maybe. But we don't listen to what it's really trying to speak to us. All of these things are trying to speak to to us and in my viewpoint are trying to make us whole. By having this conversation, by having this connection as a mind-body-spirit being, right? We are not our minds controlling every damn detail of every moment, although we think we are. That is kind of how our culture sees us as humans. We control everything. We control this, the weather, for goodness sake. We control like how much snow. They just busted out the snow cannons up on the mountains. We're going we're gonna, to like conquer this mountain and conquer this season. Like If you really think about it, it's pretty funny like that we think that that's okay, that we're okay to do all these things. We control, control, control. We and I'm not dogging on pills because I have taken my fair share of, you know, headache medication. And my, I do believe modern medicine is miraculous in many ways. And I think that it also tries to control everything. You have an ache, take a pill. You have this, take a pill. And it doesn't always <coughs> take into account everything that's going on. One of my beliefs is if we listen sooner to what our body's telling us at the beginning, we won't get to those places of breakdown. I'm not, obviously, as someone who's broken down, I don't always practice what I preach, but I've learned from what my body experience is, right? So what if we worked with rather than having power over? What if we had power within what if we had connection to that mind-body-spirit as a whole being rather than power over all of the time? This is my mind. I live in my mind and I'm going to just like power over everything. So one of the ways that I do this and I talk to people about doing this when I speak to people about their hormones, when I speak to people about their emotional upset, their overwhelm, their adrenal fatigue, their hormonal issues, their period-like craziness. 
I dig deep into the symptoms and I bring in the wholeness of them, right? And I, I start by trying to get people connected to the wholeness that they are. And some people are ready to go there and some people aren't, right? But one of the things I talk about is allowing the natural world around us to be our cues and our guides. I'm going to say that again. Allowing the natural world around us to be our cues and to guide us. I think that that is one of the most amazing things that I've ever brought into my own life and bring into others. Because the natural world around us is here to teach us. Right now, as I look out the door of my house, there are, the leaves are changing. It's pretty windy day and fall, fall is here, right? And fall is really coming. And so I look at what that means and what I'm feeling inside and the messy, right? Probably the messiness, some of the messiness I feel inside. Um, the wind really makes me feel messy, right? And so just noticing, oh, oh, wow, I'm feeling really like, ah, today. For me, the wind makes me, it stirs things up in me. Like that is a connection to the natural world rather than me being like, oh, I'm irrational again. Oh, I'm about, oh, I started my period. Oh, I was just really irrational. Why does it take me? Somebody in my puberty class said that the other day. Um, the mom, still after 30 some years of having her period, she's like always surprised when her period comes in. She's like, oh, that's why I was irrational the other day. I would actually say we're not irrational. I would say, what if we... What if we looked at what was coming up for us? Like really, we're present with that. Maybe it wasn't irrational. Maybe it was trying to tell you something. Maybe we're, maybe as women, we've been told we're irrational and our, we're so emotional and we're so this and we're so that. Or maybe just even as humans. Women even aren't, we, ever, we don't even let them have these feelings. They have them. I live with four of them. <laughs> they have them. So what if we let everyone just have those feelings and didn't label them as irrational or I, all, I definitely had some anxiety today. I'm here. I am labeling it. One of the things in my meditation was stop trying to grasp at things and stop trying to label everything. And then I was like, well, that's really hard because I am a human. Like that's what my brain does, which is why I was trying to get out of that brain space and into my heart space. Right. There was this feeling that I'm calling anxiety inside me today. And so then it's a, and I, ha I've have a, I have those feelings of anxiety a lot. And it, earlier in my life, I had them all the bloody time. Like I lived with it all the time. It was something that I like had to constantly, I don't know, those of you who have anxiety probably know what I'm talking about. At points, I thought, yeah, I'd like to take a darn pill for this, right? But then it's like, well, what is that? What was that anxiety this morning telling me? And then, you know, it, it did tell me something. And I was able to sit with it. It's still kind of there right now. It doesn't always go right away. But I'm aware of it. And I breathe a lot with it. And it doesn't rule my life. Because I don't let it. Because it's a part of my body that's telling me something. Right? It's telling me something. And so I allow the seasons to be my guide, to also tell me things. I allowed the moon to be my guide. It was just a new moon over here. And new moons bring with it 
a lot of feelings for me, a lot of messiness for me, a lot of darkness for me. And it causes me to go within. And if I don't, then woo, I get really messy if I stay without, right? So I create my life and my family's life. I have four kids. I have I have two jobs. I do this work. I also work for a midwifery school. I my husband has two jobs. Like we have full lives. We live in this modern world. We have jobs, we have cars, right? We have all these things that we have to pay for. We live in this world too. And I'm able to live in this whole world. And by living in the whole world, living with the seasons, living with the moon, living with the rhythms of my body for my day, I can create a life for my family and for myself that feels whole and messy because messy is part of the whole. Your emotions are not bad. Your overwhelm is not bad. Your anxiety is not bad. Your depression, it's not bad. It's just trying to tell you something. And when you're deep within it, like I get it, been there, super been there. Tears coming to my eyes as I'm talking, right? I get it. When you're in it, geez, it, you're just in it. It feels like you're never going to get out of it and you can't see a way. And what I'm saying is there is ways without like, you know, you, you, whatever excuse you got. I got no time. I got no money. I got, I've heard them all. I've said them all. I've heard them all. You do. There's ways out. Because the moon and the cycle and the piece of paper that you can find anywhere in a pen, those are all free. Giving, choosing to do those things and get up and write and be present with the aches and pains in your body and talk to them and stretch them and see what they have to offer you, being present with the emotions that you may have and what they're actually telling you about your life that you might be a little scared of, those are big. <laughs> like, I get that. Making the time to make time for yourself, all of these sorts of things allows you to feel whole. All these sorts of things heal hormones. All these sorts of things heal adrenal fatigue. All these sorts of things heal these things that we think are just normal. We think that PMS is normal, that cramps are normal, that <coughs> all these things are normal. I would argue that they're not. They're not normal. They're very common nowadays, but it's not normal. It's common because of the way we lives our, live our lives, but it doesn't have to be that way. We don't have to live our lives that way, especially if you're wanting to feel whole. And so I, I am suggesting allow the seasons to help you, allow that mind-body-spirit connection to be a connection because that is who you are and not ruling it with your brain. And so what that looks like is, I don't know, breathing. I hear a lot of people say, I can't do that meditation thing. I get that. I've also been there. Um, I kind of threw myself into meditation in college. I decided to, uh, I took some like Buddhist studies classes in college and got really into religion. So I started taking all sorts of religion classes. And then I went to Naropa, which is in Boulder, and they do some meditation. So I went over there and took some, and then I decided to do a 10-day meditation retreat after literally meditating for maybe a few weeks of my life and I went and did a silent 10-day meditation retreat right I just like threw myself in 
And over the years, I've, I do all sorts of different meditation. And sometimes my mind is really loud and I don't, it's hard to meditate. I get that. It's like I get the excuses. I've been there. I've done that. I find meditation. There's so many different meditations. I find one that works for me where I'm at. It's changed over the decades. Right now, I'm doing something very different than I did in my 20s. That doesn't work for me anymore. So like being really... Um, one of the things that I have on my wall that I'm also staring at is adventure. Like I try and see life as adventurous, even when I'm messy. Like what adventure? How am I going to figure this thing out? How am I going to go places to help me connect? How am I going to... Um, whenever things come up, like right now we have a kind of a big, like a money thing coming up, right? <clears throat> my husband's job is really shifting right now. 10 years ago, that would have thrown me into like a loop, right? And so now now it's more like, how can we be adventurous around this? Like, how can something come? And we did that. And guess what? Like, he got actually, somebody emailed him asking him for an interview, <laughs> right? At this pivotal moment, moment. It was this adventurous spirit that we keep trying to create. And we don't always do it, right? We don't always, we're not perfect, I'm not Buddha on the mountain here, but I do have a lot of tools. And so I think that now my brain's starting to come back online. <coughs> I also have a kiddo at home, so I think I'm going to end it here. I think I've my heart has been poured out <laughs> into this microphone. Um, I do want to say for those of you listening, if there was anything that resonated with you, specifically about cyclical living, I do run and I'm currently running a cyclical living program where a group of women come together and I do teachings, I do some healings, I do some meditation work, and we also get real vulnerable with each other and try and imagine different ways of being in our current lives. Um, so I definitely do coaching as well. This is specifically aimed for women, speci specifically for women who feel overwhelmed in life, who feel like they have so much go, go, go and not enough and do, do, do and not enough flow. Women who maybe are suffering from adrenal fatigue or some sort of hormonal upset. I definitely go into that. doesn't matter the age of stage that of life you're at. It's um, kind of creating that wholeness for all of us. My fall program is about to start this week. So if you're interested, excited, reach out to me, go on the website. If you're hearing this at a different date or time, I do run this every season. So check out my website. And thank you all for listening. I hope you have a beautiful day. And thank you for connecting with me. Bye.